What's up, Senders? Welcome to episode 22 of the Segment Podcast. Hope you guys are all doing well and either going to the trail or just coming back from an epic ride. Today's guest is Hunter from SpokeX, the owner and operator of SpokeX, and his story was incredible. I had such a great talk with him. I couldn't believe where he had come from and where he is today. But before we get into the episode, I wanted to quickly shout out to some sponsors that help power these episodes. The first one is 7IDP, 7protection.com, protection mountain bike gear when you need it, because it's always better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. Check them out at 7protection.com. They've got you covered from head to toe with protective gear. And if you do find something you like, use promo code the segment for 15% off your purchase. Again, promo code the segment for 15% off your purchase. Also wanted to big shout out to the Bole brands, protecting your eyes and keeping you styling while you are on and off the trails. The Bole brands include Bole, Serengeti, and Spy Optic. In fact, I'm currently running out there on the trails, the Spy Foundation goggles, and I just love those things, keeping my eyes protected while also illuminating the trails for me, whether shade I'm in, if I'm under the trees or out in the sun, I can see the trails clearly, and it has the, the widest peripheral in the market, so I definitely need that, being more of a beginner mountain biker, being able to see the entire trail. And finally, the awesome shirt company, Tasco. Thank you to Tasco for your support in the podcast and in the mountain bike community. Tasco, you guys know them, the makers of the amazing gloves and apparel. Check out the Tasco shorts if you haven't had a chance to. They are called the Scout. And I've quickly already purchased three pairs of these shorts, and you can actually wear these on and off the trail because they are comfortable yet stylish so they fit into the civilian world while they also do well with you doing carnage out there on the trail so check out the scout shorts by tasco i also have a 10 percent off promo code in the show notes if you do find something that you like there all right guys getting into the special guest hunter from spokex Take a listen to how a chance encounter out on the trails birthed the idea of SpokeX. And also take a listen to how Hunter unfortunately had a troublesome upbringing where he was involved with drugs and alcohol, but it led to a point of resilience and a special type of hustle that is helping make SpokeX such an amazing, successful company here in just a short period of time. SpokeX definitely has a soul and a heart, and that is with Hunter. So without further ado, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Take a listen to this episode with Hunter, and I will see you guys on the backside of the podcast. Boom. Going live on Facebook. What's up, everybody? Hey. Thanks for being on, you guys. Uh, had some technical difficulties there at the beginning, but so excited to have you all on. Um, we have Hunter from SpokeX as our special guest. What's Ooh. happening, Hunter? What's good? <laughs> What's good, man? What's good, guys? Dude, it's it's good to see you, bud. Um, yeah, dude, you too. I know we we pushed the podcast back because we had we had you had a meeting going on tonight, and that's yep. part of the reason why. Uh, you know, one of the reasons of your story, mm. but, uh, before we get started, holy cow, Hunter, you already have a ton of people in the audience. 
Uh, big shout outs here. Trail Dogs, MTB is in the house. Vegas Mike is in the house. Austin Willett is in the house. Adam Mock is in the house. EMTB A-Rod is in the house. Uh, let's see. Am I missing anybody? People are popping on. I said, I think I said Vegas Mike already. Oh, Vegas Mike says, I'm leaving. <laughs> Pacific Yeti's in the house. What's up, Joey Yates? Uh, so, man, already a packed house. Thank you all for being on. And uh, Hunter, the owner of SpokeX, it is, I'm super happy to have you on the podcast, bud. Yeah, dude. No, I'm super stoked to uh, to be invited to be on here. It's awesome. You're doing some great things in the community. You're, I see a lot of giveaways. I see the tent at Vail for the races. You're supporting riders. I actually popped into your shop the other day, saw all the different wheel sets that you were doing. You were, you were taking me through education on on the different hubs and what they do and everything else. So your, your business is on fire and it's a pandemic, which is amazing. And um, how, I guess, let's just start with the whole, how did you get here? <laughs> how did you get to SpokeX? Yeah, well, and yeah, it's, and it's been, it's funny to like, say that. I mean, being, you know, I would be like to say COVID born. It's, it's so interesting, like, because most businesses are kind of, you know, well, you know, you're either in the outdoors industry and you're exploding or you're in like the dining industry or something like that. And, you know, it's been a struggle for a lot of people. Um, and we're definitely super grateful, which is the first thing that, you know, I want to put out there. We're super grateful for everyone's support, like through this and like through this entire journey that has been. And um, yeah, so <clears throat> SpokeX was, uh, it was, it honestly was never like, if you would asked me two years ago, like what I would be doing in two years, uh -huh. I would never, I would never have said owning a mountain bike shop. I mean, it's just completely like my life is completely taken a left turn and it's been a wild ride and and i've been loving every minute of it um it basically started like as it was a side hustle to be honest like i was basically um i was living down in san diego with a couple friends and um i was just getting into mountain biking and i had met a guy um up on the trails up in orange county who actually was like a part owner of the shop so that guy gave, you know, basically we kind of hit it off and um, I ended up buying some stuff from him. And then we started talking about, you know, moving more product. And, you know, all of a sudden, uh, like fast forward a month later, I was buying, you know, I would go up there every month. I'd pick up about 30 lyrics or uh, pikes or, you know, pike ultimates, lyric ultimates. And um, I would flip them in like it was like a week and a half, like two weeks. And I would go up there with like, you know, all of a sudden, like I would drive up there with like 15 grand in cash oh, and make, making, these, <laughs> make, making, making these huge, these huge purchases for, for forks and, and, and components. And he was like, dude, like there's some, like you have something, like there's something here. Like I've, you know, this was probably about a six month period until he actually approached me about this and was like, He's like, I've worked with so like a lot of people, uh, like, you know, he's owned a bike shop for about 30 years. He owned one down in Brazil and, um, <clears throat> and he still does actually send a lot of parts down to Brazil. And he's like, I just, you know, there's something special here. And, you know, he basically was kind of like my, you know, he was kind of my mentor, um, and like guide into like pushing me into like, let's do bikes, let's do this and that. And like, you know, I was already like, I had started dabbling in wheels and like I was working for someone else in San Diego and everyone that I had come in contact with, I was finding like 
flaws, not like, and I don't want to smash on anyone's business at all, but it's like, you know, there was just ways that the customers were being treated that I wasn't really like aligned with, um, especially being new to mountain biking and like, you know, seeing people getting taken advantage of, and this wasn't something that I jived with. So I decided to start building wheels out of my garage. Um, and basically from there, uh, like literally just the support of everyone in the community, like, you know, the videos and like, I'm always like down to jump on and like talk about like what I'm doing and like do the giveaways and like, you know, cause it's like, you know, everything was given to me. So like, I feel almost a responsibility to give, to give back what was given to me. So that's kind of why we decided to, to, you know, decided to start doing the giveaways too, was that just like fit in like aligned with kind of like, cause it's not just like, this is not just like me in business. Like this is me in like all of all areas of my life. So, you know, it jived and, and then like more opportunities keep coming. Um, we started a nonprofit, which we hope, you know, it's still in its infant stages. Um, and basically it's like, um, you know, getting youth and people that can't afford, you know, younger kids that can't afford to get the bikes that they need to do these heavy duty races, the equipment they need. Um, so we're hoping that kind of starts taking off and, and we can start helping out the community, but that's really the foundation of this was, you know, wow. to give back, to give back to the community in the mountain biking industry, obviously, um, you know, things that we didn't, you know, things that I didn't see happening. Um, you know, we're trying to kind of fill that hole, I guess is, is really where we're at. That's awesome. Filling those gaps and being able to identify them is huge. When, and, and the just the crazy happenstance that you ran into this guy in Orange County was was Pretty it somebody much. that you used to ride with, or was it just somebody you met on the so trail? It's Nawal. So we had actually had talked on Pink Bike okay. at one point, and and then we ended up like running into each other on the trail, and so that kind of flowered a little relationship, and mm. he became like my mentor, um, you know, through all this, like. You know, he's the first one I call like when there's like something, you know, whether it's an issue I run into business or just whatever with all the accounts that were opening and, you know, dealing with like, you know, high ups at Yeti or whatever the manufacturer is, you know, he's always been there to guide me. And then on the flip side of that, like not on the business side, like he's also been kind of, you know, he's he's been the person to guide me in in the right direction, um, like because it's not just like business, you know, and and it's and it, it i mean it kind of is because like business to me like at least this business encompasses so much more than just like you know what a norm what you think of when you think of business which is you know uh, a for-profit company or something like that like this is so much more than that my life's almost enmeshed with this um so everything has to be aligned for it to run properly if, if you know what i'm saying yeah it definitely is way more than just a profit and loss statement on a piece of paper I, I love that SpokeX has a heart and soul behind it. I mean, basically, it's it's your passion. It's it's a lot of you, and uh, starting that nonprofit organization for kids who don't have the proper equipment or or have any equipment to ride bikes is awesome. I think when I was in the shop, you were telling me you had a couple bikes out, or you're building some you're building some setups for these folks. What is the name of the um, the nonprofit that you're putting together or that you've put together? So I don't want to butcher this, um, but so because our, our race team manager, Tony, big shout out to that guy. I love that dude. Um, shout out to Tony. 
Shout out to Tony. <laughs> uh, that guy, uh, he, so I, I believe it's rad, rad youth group, which is ride all day. So it's R dot, uh, dot a dot D. Um, Sick. and so basically that is going to be its own entity, which, you know, raises money for these kids. And then, you know, obviously since we have the access to, you know, bikes at cost and all that good stuff, we can, you know, do the, the donations to rad, um, whether it's like, okay, we're doing like, you know, and we still haven't gotten to that point yet where we've started discussing like what we're exactly going to do, like in terms of like, I mean, you know, we have other things to feed off of, um, you know, whether it's like, okay, we're going to get a bunch of bikes together and like donate it to this group of kids over here, or we're going to donate parts to maybe a high school or something like that. That is all still in discussion, but you know, along at least my vision, like along the avenue that I want to be going um, with that specific entity. Um, and it's just specifically, you know, getting kids equipped with, especially like, you know, kids that have like, cause there's a lot of kids out there that you watch them ride and you're like, holy crap, like this, this kid has like what it takes, you know, mm -hmm. with, with coaching and the right gear, like this kid could go somewhere. Um, and you know, when you see it, so like, um, you know, and then there's like, you know, just mountain biking in general, is just such an expense. I mean, I remember when I was first getting into it, I'm like, holy, like just the amount of money you can spend just getting your bike dialed. Yeah. I mean, yeah. We're I mean, we, you know, just to, just to stop there for a second, we are so blessed to be able to, to like do that, to have a hobby that we can actually, you know, get bikes and, and parts and, and, and go ride. Like there's so many people that can't. So you know, it's, it's, I think it's something that gets taken for granted a lot. Um, you know, there's just so many people that wish they could and they can't. And, and I, I guess that's kind of where we want to go in and, and the kids that really have, um, you know, that it, and it's more about the just desire, like, and, and the willingness, like, cause for me, that's where it starts. Like if you have the willingness and you're going to be showing up for practice and you're going to be putting in the work, like we want to be able to help and support that. Man, I, I love that. EMTB A-Rod right here says, yep, Rad Youth Foundation. This is great. Haley Bernstein says uh, to the vision there, kind of like a wheel, your passion has to be aligned properly for it to work correctly. Yeah, yeah exa kinda like, exactly. Kind of like aligning to your true. Trail Dogs here says, changing lives through passion projects is so rad. And you got Adam Mock on there says, preach it, preach it. Love it. Austin Willett says, love what you guys do. It's it's inspiring. So, Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Hunter, you had mentioned um, if we were to tell you like two years ago, you'd be owning a successful uh, bike shop and moving up to the Temecula area, being really involved in the community and doing some outstanding work, you would say we were crazy. What, can you take us back to what was happening um, two, two years ago that would have made you think that way? Yeah. So, um, I mean, and I could talk for an hour about just that. Um, and it's always, you know, it's always been in a different setting. So it's really interesting. And when I made, when I like reached out to you, that was like me making the decision that I was going to get honest with like some of the stuff that, you know, I've been through that's, that's gotten me to this point and like why I'm like passionate about all of this stuff. Um, I mean, I don't want to like, you know, just jump into like 
just all of the details and stuff but basically um you know i've i had a really rough past growing up and um you know i struggled with basically my my grandfather and uh and my uncle were both like heavy heavy alcoholics um what's my my uncle died uh from cirrhosis and my grandfather also passed from cirrhosis of the liver so they were both like just heavy heavy duty drinkers um and you know that like you know it and it kind of you know whether or not you believe it's a disease or whatever you know like i'm not here to like talk about all that stuff um all i know is that you know i had um a rough childhood uh like you know whether it be like like in school or like not feeling like i got fit in anywhere um you know i turned to to other vices to to get me through that and you know i look back on it and i realize like you know i like that was like my you know drugs and alcohol were like my coping mechanism for getting through like things that i wasn't aware of how to get through and you know we all deal with as kids like trying to find something you know we all we all want to fit in and we're always trying you know as a, you know a young mind you're trying to figure out like what it is that um is is going to like you know get you through i guess um and for me it it was drug like drugs and alcohol and that's uh that took me down um like a long you know journey basically of like you know well first off there was like the first you know four to to five years where it was just like a i was just a cyclone um yeah. and basic basically got to the point where like i couldn't get clean because i couldn't fathom the idea like i couldn't first off i couldn't stop and i think that's one of the things with addiction where like a lot of people are confused and it's like well like why don't you just stop like you having all these negative consequences why don't you stop um and you know that's that's a topic for you know people to kind of figure out on their own um but you know i couldn't like it wasn't that wasn't an option um for me uh and and you know there's certain things that lead to that to like being able to get over that um and i couldn't i couldn't keep going on with how i was so i was basically at this like point in my life where um i was like pretty much ready to die um wow. you know you know like where there wasn't any option left um wow. and you know luckily uh, you know, a series of events happened in my life that, that led me to, to seek help. And, um, you know, that, that started opening the door for me to, you know, I started working on myself and, and practicing different things in my life, which led to, you know, I mean, I've gone down like a whole journey of, you know, gone through, you know, meditation practices and, and all these self-healing practices. And, and that's what I practice, um, every day. And for me still today, um, it's all about, like my daily reprieve like so basically like you know my model is that i wake up pretty much every every day with untreated alcoholism mm -hmm. and like what do i do today to treat it just like if someone were to wake up with you know like you if, say you're struggling with depression or something like that like you wake up you, you take your medicine or whatever you've incorporated into your life to help you you know reprieve that that depression um it's kind of the same thing for me that's the kind of the same way i look at it um, you know, so I have my, my morning routine and I usually go to, um, an AA meeting at night. Um, but anywhere is like really like where this has gone for me is, um, 
the people that I met early on in recovery that I basically say like saved my life, mm-hmm. um, saved my life. Um, like, so like, you know, these, the, you know, these are like, and, and there's, you know, we call them like, you know, I call them like, like my, the person that took me through um, my recovery path is called a sponsor. Um, and basically he's a mentor. Um, so like, yeah, I'm fogging up here. Um, oh no, no, that's okay. I mean, <laughs> this is, you know, you were, you were saying that, um, you were to the point where you felt like it was going to be the end and, and a couple of things kind of lined up for you. Was it, was it, did you wake up with a different perspective one day? Was it an influence of a friend? No. So, so it wasn't waking up with a different perspective as much as, um, and like, I think where I was going with that was, was more like, you know, what was given. So these guys basically, you know, they, they drop everything and they take you through, um, you know, like the steps. And so the principle there is to give away what was given to you. And Mm. so that's kind of the principle that, um, like I carry with me every day in life. Um, so when, you know, all of this happened, it wasn't like, it was, it was more of how can I incorporate like this part of me, which is like my recovery and, you know, and me trying to be the best human that I can. Um, because that's really like, the goal for me is like when I was, you know, back using, like, you know, I was a bad, I wasn't a good person, like in my addiction, in my disease, I wasn't a good human being. Now, when you walk, when I walked through that and, you know, took the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous and like got through that and, you know, I continue to work that work, the steps every, like not every day, but, you know, I practice them every day. And, um, you know, I wanted to expand that not just there, but into my business as well. So that's kind of like the foundation that I built it on, which is, you know, really interesting. Um, But, but that's, I think why we're, you know, trying to, and, and it's something that anyone can get on, like helping other, like helping other people. That's kind of one of the core beliefs as a human being is, you know, helping out your fellow man. Um, so it's not like these like wild principles that no one's heard of or anything like that, but, um, it's something that's just more prevalent in my life just because of the stuff that I went through in the past. Um, and you know, the things that I have to do every day to, to maintain that because like, just like everything, just like the rest of my life has been like, if I don't stay on top of my stuff, like I'll, you know, I'll go back to where I was like in an instant. Um, you know, just kind of like, um, if you stop taking your insulin or something like that, like it's not gonna, it's not gonna go over well for you. So, yeah. And I mean, um, so, and, and that's kind of like where that, I, I think that's where, like when you said SpokeX has a soul, mm-hmm. I think, I think that's like a cool thing. Like I've never heard that, but I, I can see like why, um, that you said that it's really cool and I appreciate that. Yeah, man, of course. That's, that's what I see when I, when I walked into the shop and, and when I talked to you and, and you wear multiple hats in there and you're, you're showing up and I, I didn't realize the backstory behind where you had been. Um, 
but how cool is it that these these sponsors, you know, are such great influences on your life? Adam Mock says, uh, "Love your raw honesty and courage to share your heart." Yeah, man, totally, ab- absolutely. Yeah. I'm sorry that you that you went through that, but man, how happy are we all on the line that there is a SpokeX here supporting the community, and we have a hunter that's behind the scenes making it all happen. I appreciate that, and like, and and that's the thing, like, too. It's like I appreciate the sympathy, but at the same time, it's like, like a lot of people do ask me, like, would you change anything? And like, I would absolutely a hundred percent, there's nothing that I would change in my past. Um, you know, I've gone through the things that I've gone through and they've made me into who I am today. So like for that, there would, you know, I would not change anything that has happened to me. And I really think like, you know, it's, 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 it's like, you know, it's sharpened me into like the person that I, you know, have always been meant to be. Um, so if anything, that was like a necessary experience for me to get to where I'm at. Like we all go through trials. We all go through tribulations. Mine's not any gnarlier than anyone else's because everyone experiences their own, you know, crap and baggage in their own way. Um, So, you know, and, and I think like, that's like the thing to take away from this more than anything is like, um, you know, how are you going to use like your, how do you use your, like trials and tribulations to to make you a better person mm. um because if, like for me that's like where you know everything lies it's like okay if i'm projecting on someone or i'm judging someone like what is it in me that's causing me to do this or to mm. judge this person or to label this person or to you know throw my crap onto someone else and like that's where you know i would turn inward um and try to you know do some you know reflection on myself and, and try to heal that um so i think like if anything like that's really um more why i wanted to share my story was definitely not to get sympathy from anyone because i've i've you know i i love who i am today and and there's nothing that i would change about the past um I think it's just more like awareness, like around like, you know, like the thing, like we all go through different stuff and like, you know, you like no, like a lot of, in you know, in, especially in today's society, it's like such a, it's like such a thing that's swept under the rug is like really getting on and like talking with someone and having like some vulnerable conversation. Like that's like, you know, that's kind of what we were talking about on the phone the other day. It's like, this doesn't happen. Um, I do, I do it every day. Cause you know, I'm, I go to these meetings and, and like, that's what happens. Like we get honest, like about our stuff and men, like older men, like men of all ages, which is not something that you see in society today. And, uh, which is, which is sad, honestly. Like, I mean, I wish we could. Yeah. Right. It's like a, a cultural thing to kind of, push things down, but it takes, you know, the strength to be able to get those things out. Isaiah Bernstein says you're living out the 12 step in more, more ways than one, which is, which is awesome. And I like what you said about everything that you've been through has created who you are and that you wouldn't want to change anything about where you've been. And it kind of just reminds me that, you know, we all have our stuff, like you had said, and at the core of it, it's this, the seed, you can look at it as a seed that you're going to plant to do good for the future, or you can look at it as poison. It's just mm. going to take you down. 
And uh, I love the fact that you're planting the seed and impacting others. Um, where you are now, Hunter, I know with the business and with the nonprofit, you're being able to give back. Are you at a level, or I don't know how this works, but are you now a sponsor for other people? So, and so, yeah, so we definitely, that's definitely, so I get, I actually get emails all the time from kids like sending me their, their videos. I love it. Like, I love like just like watching them and, and like, you know, whether or not I initiate a conversation with them. Um, so that's actually going to be a little bit like, I mean, Tony's kind of managing the race team and then they have their, you know, coach Shad over there that's, you know, doing all of that stuff. So I kind of um, pawn that off to them for now. We're not like, so, and there's also two levels of sponsorship. So like, I think, and a lot of people might confuse it, but there's like a factory sponsor and mm. then a, sh and then a shop sponsor. Um, because I think there's the, uh, I, I, cause I have gotten emails from people where they're like, Oh, like, here's my videos. And like, you know, then all of a sudden they want to get set up with a bike and like all this stuff. And it's, it's unfortunately, it's like, it just doesn't work like that. Um, I, you know, and, and, and it's such like a, I mean, there's so many more aspects to it than just, you know, being like here, here's a bike. Um, but, um, the factory sponsors are going to be more of like, you know, so that's like whether or not that's from Yeti or Fox or whatever, um, like those are going to be the sponsorships where they're like going to gear you up. Um, kind of what we're doing right now is, is more like if you make it onto the race team, um, and you become a part of spoke X race team, um, you get a Jersey and all that stuff then you get access to parts at cost. Um, so, and, and you do get some perks, like you always get PNG stuff and like sometimes things will come through or there'll be a donation where they, you know, they pay, there's definitely perks. I think um, I'm not sure what they're doing with um, uh, race fees and stuff like that, but there's definitely perks to it. So, um, but basically like I'm kind of trying to keep, so SpokeX race team is SpokeX, but, at the same time, it's also its own entity. And like, as we're growing as a company, it's getting to be too much for, for me to, <laughs> for me to kind of like oversee. So, um, that's where the delegation is. And, and, you know, um, you know, so there's got people in place, obviously that are just amazing and, you know, are kind of, so, you know, yes, we, we definitely are like always willing to like take on more people. Um, and I think it's a little interesting because usually there's like a time of year when, you know, that'd be like the beginning of race season, um, like when they can go out and practice and get ready for the race and stuff. Um, but since we're newer and we just started it this year, I think they're always willing to like bring people on. Um, so that's definitely, and that, and that the best way is, you know, obviously you email us and, and then, uh, we'll forward that to the right person. And then if they decide to reach out, they'll reach out. And um, I'm not sure how Tony's running it, but I'm, I'd be guessing you'd go out and ride with them and, and they talk to you and, and see uh, if it's a good fit. Yeah, that's awesome. No, I, and thank you for answering that question. So for those of you folks out there that were thinking about sponsorships, that's a, a good way to go. Um, and I guess that was a twofold question. I was also asking as far as on the, on the AA side, are you are you also um, sponsoring other people now, or I don't know how how that part works of the program. So right now, um, I'm not. 
I'm working with, uh, I just got, I just picked up a new sponsor or sponsor the other day and I'm going to go through the steps with him again. Um, and then when I finish, then I would, you know, so I'm my old sponsor. Um, there's going to be some, like he moved up uh, a little bit further away. So that, um, I kind of separated that off and, so I'm going to be working with another guy and then I want to go through his steps. And then once I see how he does it, then, yeah, then, you know, but as soon as you finish the steps in AA, technically you can become a sponsor. Um, I'm a little bit busy. Like, so um, I would just, and for me, it's like one of those things too. It's like, like when I, you know, ask someone to sponsor me or say I go through a new person because, and it's not like a one-time thing either. So it's like, you're considered like, you know, usually like every year, or or whatever um however long it takes you to go through but um i mean it's something that's continuous so um you know i want you know i want to make sure that too like when i do decide to start doing that again that it's um you know i'm able to dedicate the right amount of time to someone because you know for me i know like when i'm asking someone to sponsor me or take me through the steps it's it's like you know my life like at that point my like my life's on the line Mm. Um, so, you know, I want to make sure that there's, you know, adequate time to available to be able to do something like that. And right now it's, it's like, I've been so busy, man. It's, it's like, I would feel, you know, I've, sometimes I feel like I'm almost like, sometimes I'll be driving and I'm like, I see my gas like come on and I'm like, I don't have time for this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you've ever felt like that, but it's an interesting yeah. feeling. Yeah, no, no, it's, it's, it's a good thing at the same time, right? It's like, holy cow, I don't have time for, for this right now to gas up the car because a thousand and one things. And I love about your business is your turnaround time. Like you want to keep it quick. You want to keep it fast. You want to keep people happy in and out so that they get what they need to get them back on the trail. And um, just going back to the whole sponsor thing, I was just thinking because of Spogax having the soul and you being there, it, it's kind of like you're able able to kind of sponsor in a sense you're overlooking these racers these riders and making sure you know some of these are kids and and I, I see you post up their podium pictures on instagram and it's it's so awesome because a lot of these kids are virtual right now with you know academia and things like that um if anyone that they may come to is is you guys if they have issues and stuff so um i love that you're involved that way with uh, with the kids and the race team it's awesome yeah dude it's i mean it's i'm like just so blown away by like the yeah it's and it's like and, and they're out there like they're the ones out there every single day like riding and um you know working at it and like timing their runs down and trying to want to you know get you know it's just it's incredible to watch and like that's for me like you know back to the beginning like what i was talking about it's like that's what draws me to someone specifically is like the willingness like to to you know take on something or you know especially if it's like you make it your goal that you're going to podium this year like seeing them like you know start training and, and really carrying that out um that's for me like the most important thing because you know i think as humans we have the potential to reach anything we set our mind to so you know if it's there if like, you know, that willingness is there, then, um, then we support you a hundred percent. Um, that I love it. I love it. And seeing the progression, I mean, that's got to ring a bell when you're seeing these kids 
or even adults, you know, whoever they are, just really putting your mind to it and getting better and progressing and, you know, seeing that growth has got to be satisfying. You know, one of the things uh, I was talking with Aaron from the Trail Dogs, I think he's on tonight, is uh, he was getting a wheel set up. And you were showing me these this this hub system that you were building, and I told Aaron from Trail Dogs, I go, dude, I think that was I think that was your wheel set that I was looking at, because <laughs> it's he's getting this awesome. What is it a carbon fiber, Aaron? If you're on the line, um, I don't think that I don't think that was his. I'm pretty sure he's getting. I, I I think I know for a fact he's getting the fluorescent Onyx hubs with We Are One, and We Are One. Has, oh dang. Has, it's an interesting, it's, I, I definitely like, um, you know, wanted to like, just to touch on that. Like, so we've been, I don't know if whoever's been watching our like Instagrams obviously seen like our posts of the, we are ones. And it was cool that we decided to bring them on. So like right now in the industry and yeah, we're trying to keep our lead time down. Um, but like it, this week has actually been like probably our worst week in terms of that. Cause like we've actually, we, we've gotten to the point where it's like, we're like maxed out, like we're doing our absolute best like to keep lead and lead times right now like if you go to i9 and order a wheel set it's going to be like 60 days until you know you're even getting a shipping label or anything like that sent over um so we're trying to keep we at first we were trying to keep everything like four to five days now it's moving a little bit more into like the seven to ten days but we are one was such a cool company to bring on because they were one of the only companies like when I was fishing about four months ago for a new carbon manufacturer to bring on, and it was down to Envy, Knox, um, We Are One, and um, Ibis. And they were the only ones that actually were like, order as many as you want. Like, we're going to set this up so you, if you order, like, because we're, I was talking about the quantity that we wanted to do. And they're like, if, you, if you're going to be placing those orders, we'll make sure they get out. We Are One was the only company that, said that um and then after like after we did like testing and stuff like that and actually rode the wheels like that was the company it was cool it all lined up because not all the wheels that we had rode that was the one by far that that took the cake i mean like not just their warranty but their their ride feel um because you know when you get on carbon rims they're just ultra stiff um not forgiving whatsoever so and their technology, it feels like it's you get a little bit of the like alloy feel almost, but you get that carbon stiffness, but you get that forgiveness over the rock gardens um, that you wouldn't expect out of carbon, which really kind of was like was a surprising shock to us. Um, and they've been able to keep us stocked, and and um, we love supporting their company because they do everything in house in Kamloops, Canada. Mm. Um, so their Q, their QC process is impeccable. You showed me one of those wheels. Actually, the person who built it signs off on it, right? It was like a signature of the builder on the wheel. So, and actually, yeah, not the, yeah, the person that actually does the carbon layup. Oh, that's amazing. Which is, right? Because, like, even if you're looking at companies like Envy or Ibis, you know, most of that process is done overseas. And it's just kind of, you know, they've gotten to the point in, in, in their business where they couldn't manufacture as many rims as they needed here for the cost that they needed so you know that's when you start seeing things move out of country but um you know they're still at that point where they're i think they're like three years old they're they're pretty new but like pink bikes all over them 
vital MTVs. I mean, you find them everywhere. I think they just won. I, I, someone just sent me a link the other day. I hadn't gotten time to read it, but I'm pretty sure they just won an award for, um, for something with their rims, but, or it was like best, like best quality for like the price or something like that. Um, which I just a hundred percent agree with. I mean, I wouldn't feel any difference riding a $3,000 NV set versus, you know, the $1,600, $1,700 we are one set. And you get the lifetime warranty, which we're able to actually do. Like I, I actually talked to the CEO. So we're actually able to warranty those rims in like with our stock, which is like super That's rare. Great. That's so, so you just got to be able to make it over to SpokeX and everything's handled. You don't have to mail them off here and contact this person over there. Right. Just come on in which, see Hunter. Which right now is like, like going through a warranty process right now has got to be horrible. I mean, <laughs> I, imagine. I, I can't imagine if like, and like I hit up Envy the other day for two, for like three or four wheel sets and they're like, oh yeah, no problem. Like we'll have them out by June. And wow. so I can't imagine if they're, you know, four months out on a wheel set, like wow. just, just on a new rim, how far they're out on a warranty, I would assume at least double that <laughs> wow wow how cool is it that we are one is the one that stepped up and said hey order as much as you want and it ended up being the preferred ride for you guys that's just i love it when things line up like that it, it's been awesome yeah and we've that's, been super and that's another thing that also kind of fits like what we were talking about earlier because like i'm just at, i'm super brand oriented so for me like the way i do business is my relationships with people like so, you know, the people that, you know, I, you know, I, I either click with or, or vibe with or whatever, like the, like, you know, I like to build relationships with the people that I order product from, like just flat out. So you can know, like when you're coming into our shop that we handpicked everything there. Like there's not just stuff like, like laying around that we haven't even either tried or like extensively researched or, you know, or anything like that. So um, cause we just brought on Pac, uh, ride concepts, mm -hmm. uh, which are going to be, uh, are kind of like apparel gears. Um, so yeah. And, and I think I've been talking with, so Garmin also came on and then Thule, um, and they all have reps in the area. So like, that's how I've kind of been, uh, growing those relationships. But, um, but yeah, that is definitely something, uh, that, that I look for before I bring a company on. That's huge. Yeah. Relationships are, are huge because if you can vibe with them and, and you trust them and they know their stuff, um, it means a lot, you know, do people doing business with people they like, and there's a good product in there. That's definitely a win-win all the way around. Exactly. And like there, and like, you know, in the industry, like you run into it all the time where a company is just so big that they've pulled because you see it in the mountain bike industry a lot. You, I, I, there's probably there's I'm not too familiar with a bunch of that, but I know a lot of companies do have these outside reps where um, you know big companies like hire people to be like to rep that area, and um, you know some companies have pulled away from that, um, and like it. I mean, I get it because like it only takes one rep to like make a bad name for a company, right? If you had a bad, if you had a bad experience with this guy that's repping this company and then you're like, well, I don't like that company. I get it. But it's also like, 
it, for me, it's been, uh, you know, super important uh, for us as we grow. Um, but, you know, there's, you know, there are companies that I'll run into that, that don't. And I, and like Yeti's one of them. And like, so Yeti doesn't use any outside reps. They only use inside reps. So anyone that I contact to like order a bike or just to talk to, um, you know, I have a, I'm assigned as a sales rep through Yeti. Um, and they're all in Colorado. So they're all, you know, at headquarters at home base. Um, they used to do the outside rep thing, but they pulled away from it when they have, you know, someone that made a bad name for them. Mm. Um, but I've had a great experience with them and, you know, I've, I, I love Yeti. I love working with them. I love their bikes. I love like how they ride, how they look. Um, the brand that they've created for themselves is impeccable. Um, so there, you know, there, there is that, um, you know, at a certain point it's like, you know, I went after the brand a little bit more than, than like the sales rep where I would like, it's funny. Cause like, I will like, you know, when I start to vibe with someone, I'll, I'll want to like get to know their company more. And like, and that's when, that's when I brought on Pac because the guy, you know, came into the shop and, and we talked for like five hours. Like it was, wow. like all, it was like all day. And I was like, all right, let's do this. Like let's, and dude, Pac and, and I'm, I just started, uh, so they have a new shoe coming out too that, um, and I don't know if anyone knows that Pac dropped the Cordal helmets. That's a cool thing. So we got first access there. Um, I don't even know if they've released. I haven't checked their website in the last two days, but I know I know last week when they came in that they weren't even dropping the website yet. So we're starting to get some early access stuff too. So that's always cool. Yeah, isn't that like isn't that like a, a few months out or even a year out before those uh, Cordal? Yeah, I that's- heard. That's what I'm hearing. Like, I, he just hit me up the other day, but I don't think Pac has. I was gonna. I don't think Pac has dropped it on their website. But I, I was hearing that they're not even gonna be available, um, like from the big companies for a while, and and we got our first shipment in, and I'm a little bit worried about how the next ones are gonna go. But we still have some. Yeah, I was looking at those. Those things are beautiful, and those are. Yeah, I'm looking on their website right now. I don't see it. I don't see it on there. Um, but yeah, if you guys want to see the pot coral helmets, hop on into Spokex. Hunter, how many of those things do you have, have in stock? I think we have like seven of them left. Seven left. There's one that's a really cool color too, a color combo. It's like a... Was that the Moonstone that you saw? Yeah. 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 That one sold. Oh, of course it did. <laughs> that one was really awesome. Dude, that one, I love, I just like the, because it feels more like a downhill, like, it's got the downhill vibe, like, in the back, where it's not like, you know, it kind of sits a little bit lower on your on your head, um, and it's got that boxy look to it, which I really like. Some people like the Tecto more. That was their, that's been their Enduro helmet forever, um, and then the, the Cordal was, like, their response to, so like the the hardcore enduro scene that's really coming out right now, um, and I think they moved the tactile is going to be more of like their like all mountain type helmet, where the the cordal will be more of like that free ride category. Yeah, looking which we're the- which we're seeing with a lot of bike companies too, right? Like a lot of like you know propane, like some some of these new bike companies, um, Norco, um, propane's newer. But um, like Norco and, and a lot of these bike companies right now are starting to like you'll see if you're going to look on their sites, you'll see like a free ride category, which hasn't you know, that's kind of like something that's um, starting to pop up, too. So I think and I mean, it's been around forever, 
but I think, uh, you know, just in the last year, it's been starting to get a lot more popular with people doing like this, especially with bikes becoming so capable where mm -hmm. it used to be like, it was like super dialed. Whereas like you have this bike for, you know, cross country, this bike for gravel, this bike for downhill. Whereas now the enduro bikes are like, just like, you don't, you don't need a downhill bike at the park anymore. Like yeah. you take your, you take your enduro bike up there. Super boost. That was something you taught me when I was in the shop the other day. Super boost. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a few things this year that we're going to like really start seeing a lot more of, which is number one is mullets. So mullets are, you know, pretty much every every company that's dropped a new bike this year is, is dropped the mullet line. Um, and that's becoming super popular, which, you know, and I'm riding a mullet right now. And, and it kind of makes sense because it's like, you know, when I wrote when I first started riding, it was a 20. I was riding a Nomad. And the thing that I didn't like about the Nomad was, you know, it's rolling speed mm -hmm. and like its ability to plow over rock gardens. Then you get the jib though on the back, which, you, which is awesome. Then when I rode the 29, I was like, this thing's a tank, but it's slow around turns. So like you're really taking like, you know, the awesome part of a 27.5 and throwing it on the back, the awesome part of a 29 throwing it on the front. And like I've been super stoked with how it's riding. So I so mullet bikes are going to be huge this year. Um, yeah, I think uh, you know, and, and that I started adjusting for that too. It's like instead of stocking even numbers of rims, it's like let's stock odd numbers of rims. That way, you know, we always have, you know, at the end hopefully we'll have something, have a set paired or whatever. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's very cool. I, I heard you guys ordering some some more stock when I was there, and I remember I heard you saying that you guys were going offset a certain number of the twenty nine, certain number of the twenty seven point five. So that's cool. Ex ex yeah, exactly. Like instead of ordering, like normally, like I would order, say I'm going to order a hundred rims, and it's and a hundred or a hundred of them are going to be, or sorry, if I'm going to order a hundred rims, eighty of them usually would be twenty nine, and twenty of them would be twenty seven five that's honestly like the right now like about the like the average of 29 to, to 27.5 but now instead of doing that you know i'll just throw i'll do an odd number of 29 and then odd number 27 to to pair the mullets because they're just becoming super popular super boost is also something that um, i'm not sure if like i know evil did it not sure how many other companies are really going to start bringing out super boost but i feel like we're going to move in that direction just based on what we did with standard to boost like mm -hmm. i mean it makes sense like the bikes are getting gnarlier the bikes are getting more capable like able to take just massive hits so you you know it makes sense that they keep stepping it up um i mean it's, i i wouldn't be surprised if we saw you know in the next couple years like the standard was super boost so I mean, and tell the folks that are listening, uh, either live or in the podcast, when when you say super boost, are you you're talking about the diameter of the axle, correct, no. or is it the width? So yeah, so so boost is so boost was basically like so basically when mountain bike like when you know through axles came out, like there was standard spacing, like that was like the standard all the way through. And that would that was referred to as you know it's it's fifteen by a hundred in the front, which is fifteen is the diameter and a hundred is the is the width, and then in the back, it was twelve one forty two, so that was that was standard spacing all the way through. 
then with all the gnarlier bikes coming out boost was the response like that was like okay how do we you know fix this issue with the hubs to to fit the wider bikes that we're making so basically boost was all boost is is a 10 millimeter boost in the front of of space so you go from 100 to 110 and then the rear uh it's a six millimeter boost so you go from 142 to 148 so that was technically boost now super boost um is interesting because technically super boost is really only in the back because um you step up from 12 148 to 12 157 oh, so man. that so that's the super boost in the back now they call, some people call super boost like in the front but technically it's really not it's it's just um like downhill like axle basically because the super boost in the front they didn't step up the the axle width. All they did was step step up the axle diameter. So that's what I was kind of explaining to you. Is kind of interesting because I don't think technically there is a super boost front yet because in you know what boost is is a is a is a uh, they're boosting out the axle. So you know if a super boost front would be you know like a one you know it, instead of it being one ten it would be like one fifteen. But um, it's the it's the same di it's the same width it's a different diameter so instead of it being 15 110 which is like what you'd see on any single crown fork like a downhill fork is going to have a 20 110 so um and i i mean some people call it a super boost front but i don't technically think it is i think it's just a downhill like fronts like downhill axle in the front basically gotcha like a thicker thicker radius for that front so yeah like, the so, axles like the axles just like you know the the axle in the front is just much thicker than yeah. and most hubs have the ability like most like hydra does a hundred percent like you can and that's a cool thing too if you're if you're running like a like we're gonna build one we're gonna have 165 demos in the shop for the park so there's gonna be dang. one of them's gonna one of them's gonna have a dual crown fork too so like we're gonna have you know one wheel in the like the wheel in the front will have a hydra and you know it'll have a twenty one ten axle in it, so for the dual crown. But then if someone want is like, hey, like I don't want a dual crown, I want a single crown. Like it's just a it's just the axle kit. So you literally just like pop the wheel off, slide the axle out, put the old the other axle back in, throw on the new end caps. So you can convert back and forth. So you could it's the same hub, but you can run twenty one ten or fifteen one ten. So you can switch back and forth between a downhill and a and a single crown, which is kind of cool. That's very cool. Yeah, you could have your normal everyday around here Greer, and then you can have your Snow Summit <laughs> component exactly. there. You can exactly. jump with without having two separate wheels, just one wheel, but two that's, separate forks. That's pretty nice. A uh, couple of comments here from the audience. Austin says, "Trying to get me some of those ride concept shoes. Definitely go see Hunter because he has some pretty sick ones in there." Um, I think they got that. We got their like three main. We got like the Power Line, which is like their DH shoe, uh, the Helion, which is like their Enduro, and then the Live Wire is kind of like their, that's kind of like their all mountain, like do it all shoe. And then we don't have any transitions, which are their uh, clipless, um, but we can get those obviously. And then they also have another one called the Vice, which is sick, which I really like. I think I'm going to start rocking it. It looks like a van shoe. We were remember we were showing yes, that one. It totally looks like a van shoe. Straight up, it, it's got like the gum like color on the side, and yeah. uh, and then it was like camo. Like it was, yeah, it's a super sick shoe. So I like those. I would rock those like every day. Like those things are dope. 
they had the waffle sole on the bottom that looked very similar to exactly yeah that was that was cool um austin if you're on go ahead and put in your shoe size on here we could probably hunter probably tell you if he has it in stock right now (laughs) (laughs) trail dog i know we have like i know we got like when i was ordering it was like it was like all the there was like four popular sizes i think it was nine nine and a half and then like ten ten and a half and then there's like some 11s and then like one 11 and a half i think so pretty much everything from nine and a half to 11 and a half there you go austin there you go buddy and (laughs) uh trail dogs mtv ask is super boost exclusively on 29ers right now uh i mean the only like the only company i'm super familiar with them doing it on besides downhill bikes which no like i wouldn't say it's exclusively on uh 29ers because like the v10 comes in um 27.5 or mullet or 29 and it's super boost all the way through um, I, I'm not super familiar with what Evil's doing on all of their bikes. I'm not sure if they're 27. I I don't know too enough about Evil to speak on that, but um, I mean, it, it shouldn't be exclusive. But I would definitely like if there's a 27.5 bike, you're like wondering if it has it. I mean, you could always look it up. Yeah, I wonder if Aaron has the that little chip flip thing that he can go from a 29 to 27 and a half in the back of that Evil that he's got. But uh, anyhow. He may be set up for a mullet with super boost. It could happen. Oh yeah. No, I mean, I mean, if we're talking from a hub standpoint, like a hub is not, is not rim size exclusive. Like, like I don't have to get a 29, you know, a hub that's compatible with a 29. Like all the hubs are straight up the same. Like the compatibility on a hub is the whole count. So as long you know, if we're lace, if we have a 32 hole 157 hub, I can lace that to any 32 hole rim. I don't know if that answers that. I think it, I think it might, he's quiet right now, but Austin says I wear 10 and a half baby. So <laughs> consider those 10 and a half probably gone. Austin be coming in and swiping those suckers up. <laughs> hey, so let's move into uh, the part of the podcast where we talk trail talk. Cause I got to ask you a, a question on, on trail talk. So, there's been rumors at Greer over by Jumping Mouse that um, there was a mountain lion spotted out there. And Hunter potentially was the name thrown around. Was, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was, that's so was the brave funny. soul that scared that thing out of there. Is what this say, true? <laughs> yeah, Tell I us, mean, man, is dude, this a real thing? Dude, that's so funny. How far has that rumor gone? <laughs> it made it over to the segment. I was like, damn, I got Hunter coming on the show. I got to ask him about that. Dude, that's so funny. I think that's like, <laughs> oh, yeah. And, well, unless it was from Aaron, because Aaron was the one that told me about it. Because some random, I, I mean, I didn't know the guys, but like I was just riding up there and then like I was coming around and like, um, like the dudes were just like gunning at me. They were just like, I was like, and I like pulled up and I was like, like, what? Like, what's going on? And they were just staring. And they're like, we literally just watched the mountain lion follow you all the way across that. They're like, we literally thought I was going to jump out and like attack Dude. you as you're riding. And I was like, oh. Sketch. Well, I didn't hear it though. So I was just like, 
right. <laughs> what's, go, never... what's going on, fellas? <laughs> well, I just thought it was so funny because they were like just like they looked pretty like they were like straight up staring me down. So yeah, I mean, I guess that happened. I didn't see the mountain lion though. And then like I mean, I haven't heard of any other sightings or anything like that. But they said it was like a big ass thing like walking through the bushes. So damn. I guess that rumor is true. Yeah. Oh, there was another post that I saw that actually somebody, a hiker, has spotted the mountain lion over there by Jumping Mouse, and they said it was not a puny little thing. It was completely muscular and healthy. <laughs> so That is so, sketchy, man. Yeah, no, we were riding. After that happened, too, like we had a few night rides. We were testing out some, some new night riders, and um, like – yeah, I was thinking about it, dude. I was like, holy, like, you know, we're, like, if something happens right now, we're, we're screwed. Yeah. Like, that yeah. would suck. That would suck to be a talk about mountain lion. <laughs> I know. I should get somebody on the podcast to teach us how to, what right. we do. I guess we put the bike up in the, I guess we get big, right? Get big and loud and show them that we're the bigger, scarier animal I, <laughs> out I there. Get, I, get, I guess, like, I mean, like, just like, like, you know, when we were up in Mam, we were mountain biking up in Mammoth, like, um, right as I, it was like, right in like, I think it was like middle of June or something like that. And we were camping like in, like right at the base. Um, and a bear, like these, these chicks that, um, were like at our, at the adjacent campsite and we we're kind of like all talking at the campfire and like, they left their like door open to their car. And like, this is like 1am and like a, like a black, like we heard like kind of like the, the ruffling and we looked over and the car was like not even 20 feet from us. And there was just oh. a big bear like going through their car. And like Jeez. my, my buddy was like, like, yeah, that's exactly what he did. Like he didn't run away like, or like move away. Like he got close and then he did some, like some whistle at it. So, I mean, I'm guessing like, yeah, that would probably be, I mean, I have no idea how to deal with the mountain lion, but um <laughs> Yeah. I guess I guess don't like run. That would be my assumption. I that's yeah, I or think that's definitely, bad, right? I think definitely no like also I think there might be a misconception of like trying to like get on your bike and like like ride as fast as you can away from it and you'd probably get swallowed whole. Yeah, those things are fast. <laughs> I, I don't I don't think yeah, unless you're Aaron Gwynn, I don't think you'd be dipping out. Yeah, I think you gotta hold your ground and, and stand big and bring some and dogs. Just, yeah, so, Sac- some sacrifice. <laughs> the, the the tomahawks here says hunter, mountain lion hunter, <laughs> and trail dog says hunter the lion hunter. <laughs> yeah. Trail dog says that, it was it was the hunting decoy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess that, I guess that's what you do. It's just mountain lion, just hit me up. I got you. Austin says pepper spray and lots of pepper spray. <laughs> Is that would that really work or would that just piss it the like piss it off? I don't know. I mean, watching that video of the guy who was being, you know, where was that? Was that in Utah? The guy was hiking and he came across the cubs and he just slowly backed away. The the mountain lion kept telling him to get out of there. It almost looked like every time he bent down to get a rock is when that mountain lion kind of lunged at you. So it almost seems like you're better off to stay tall and big. I don't know. Something I should probably find out, <laughs> especially yeah, for all riding rear. <laughs> I mean, yeah, hopefully no one encounters that thing anytime soon. But that that is definitely sketchy to know that totally. it's like, I mean, clearly it's there. like, And it's like 
hanging around and not going away. Yeah. The, so. the fact that it was following you is sketchy. Well, yeah. And like in broad, and in like broad, I mean, like, you know, I would think that they would be hunting more at like night. I'm not, I really don't know much about mountain lions. I don't, I feel like an idiot right now if I'm saying something stupid, but um, I would, I mean, I thought that was sketch because there was a bunch of people out. Like, it's not like, you know, I would think that like if there's a bunch of people and like there's like noise and like people riding and talking that they would kind of be hidden away. So the fact right. that it was like out there in the daytime kind of is like, whoa, that's kind of sketch. It must have like, it must not care. Maybe it was, I don't know if it was hungry or what happened, but that, yeah, it's sketchy. And like yeah. the, the place that they're talking about too, like, is, you know, that little like, right when you come around like where you go the up and then down and then you kind of come around that corner okay um you know i'm talking about on the road to jumping mouse and then you can take that alternative route up and then come down and then um you hit that corner and like that's where they're talking about so like all those bushes right before you hit that last little berm into the opening of jumping mouse so, like oh, i guess geez. they I, I guess they watched it so that was like you know at least at least 600 feet like all along that little ridge right there right to the opening or to oh the beginning of, of upper jumping mouse is where they said like it like a little bit before where upper jumping mouse what like comes out that's where they said it kind of like dipped out into the bushes oh geez louise so that whole little section where you're kind of turning right and you can go up but you're just kind of like slow turn right you avoid that little like cut out to the right and exactly you're you're in that little pathway and you finally mm -hmm. get to the big drop in area for upper jumping mouse. That's a long little, that's a long pedal now for all of us to go through. <laughs> okay. No, 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 no. I'm just talking about regular jumping mouse. Okay. That, that is like that section though, like between regular jumping mouse and upper jumping mouse is like, mm -hmm. that's where it was kind of chilling. Like that's mm. where, that's where he was. So. Good um, grief. And which is interesting because there's not very much cover over there. Yeah. That seems like an odd spot to be chilling. Yeah, to be, I think so. To be seen. Man, we got uh, Calavera Chronicles says, Hunter El Matador. <laughs> Austin says, they make pepper spray for bears, so he assumes that it work on mountain lions too. Joey bear Mace. Bear Mace. Joey Yates says, Carlos. So he must be given a... A fist bump to Carlos. So, so, so speaking of trail talk, Hunter, what are your favorite trails here in town now that you're up in, in the Temecula area? And, I, and it doesn't have to be Temecula area either. It could be anywhere. Where, where does Hunter like to ride? Dude, we just, we always are riding. It's either Greer or Vale. I mean, like we're pretty spoiled with those like right. We did, hit, I did hit Trail X the other day. Like when like I have a customer come in that is like looking at a bike or whatever. Well, I'll take them out. I'll kind of tow them into X Trail to ride around there, which is kind of like fun, just up and down. But yeah. I mean, I'm either at Greer with with Javi, or I'm at Vale. Um, you know, either riding with you know the kids that are that are like you know getting ready for the race, or or just hitting Matco and Matco ladders. Um, Rocky Top and North Shore. Those are definitely my favorite runs for sure. Oh, Vale. Those are so fun. Have you been there since they they cut that new trail that goes basically? Yeah. yeah yep. That's got a Greer feel to it, doesn't it? Yeah, it was kind of, and I was like, and I hit, I was like, I think we hit it like the day it was like 
I remember it was a day and it was like still like all clay. Yeah. Like it, was, it was super fresh and sticky. Fresh. I'm, fresh. I, I'm not going to lie though. Like I'm honestly like the regular trail down a little bit better. I like the speed that you pick up. And then like when you hit that, when you start hitting that rock garden and then yeah. pop out, I like that. I honestly like that trail a lot. Like I like that way down a little bit more. I, I always, I always, I always kiss that bush at the bottom. Cause I, <laughs> you go down that rock, that rock garden and then you, that's hard you gotta, left. Like, yeah. <laughs> heading out there we called it uh, we wrote it the other day and there was that hail bay drop so uh joey yates and uh kelly mtbko we were calling it the hay trail <laughs> and hey, adam mock was with us <laughs> sick uh, that was that's fun yeah those are great trails man we're so spoiled and geez man spoke x is right across the street from x trails uh that's a lot I of d- a lot of great stuff too that's crazy like that was not even someone actually thought like when we first opened they're like is that why you're spoke x like trail x and like oh. that wasn't even a like that was never a thought in my head but it was kind of cool like how it's, close we are it's literally across like you just ride across the street it's funny because people are like i think intense you know test their bikes on on some of the x trail and I'm like, dude, Hunter's closer than than Intense is now. He's he's uh, the guy. <laughs> did you know, did you know too that like the unit ab, like the unit adjacent to us was actually um, uh, DT Swiss's like old headquarters. Like they had like they they've recently moved to Colorado, but like we missed them by like a few months. I heard. Oh dang! Wow, yeah, that was interesting. That's cool. That's that, very cool. I was like, I was like, that would have been freaking sick, dude. If I could have just walked over and like, just like put in my order or whatever. <laughs> that would have been too convenient, right? <laughs> they still got their sticker on the window too, which is crazy. That's cool. That's cool. Wow, that would have been a great spot for it to have everybody over there, you know, and you're in in that area. Dude, um, I I honestly love it, man. Just because it's like. I didn't want like the walkthrough traffic of a normal like bike shop on like a, you know, in like a, like we looked at, don't get me wrong. We looked at like the retail spaces and like, we were going to be in like a shopping center. That was like one of the ones that we had chosen as like our top favorites. And I'm super stoked. We ended up going with that. And like, we're looking at buying out the place next door. And, um, so I'm going to, I'm starting to talk to that guy about that and and when his lease is up and possibly like leaving, like, so the area, like my goal or idea was to have the, um, area that we're in now, like build it out into like a full showroom. So the whole place is a showroom and then the unit next door would be really like, you know, like the, where they're building wheels and, and doing maintenance and stuff like that. But it's perfect for us because we're really like. I mean, we definitely sell a lot of wheels and like shout out to transcend, man. Like I love Ernie, uh, great dudes over there. And like, they've helped me grow and like, you know, I'm always so appreciative for that. They're always sending me business, which is awesome. And I do get a lot of local people, which, and I love working with like everyone there, but we've been like a lot of my business that's been like really like blasting me off has been like, like, I, I mean, we're, I most of about eight, like 60 to 80% of our orders we send out, which is um, a trip, a very big trip. We sent something out to Guam the other day and Australia and we do a lot of shipments to Canada. So like people are really like, it's crazy. And word of mouth, just like as word of mouth travels here, like each people, each person that buys wheel sets from us in other States, like, you know, they're all repping 
and like you know word of mouth is spreading over there so it's kind of just been like this domino effect which is cool and like that was kind of my goal too i mean it's 2021 it's the middle of covid there has to be some level of e-commerce you know to support a business like i mean it's just kind of like the reality of it yeah yeah, you definitely were, were turning those wheels. But, I mean, you do such a good job with them, and they're so beautiful when they come out that it's um, – I was going to ask you, did when you looked at getting into a business, did did the wheel aspect of the mountain bike, was it like a meditative thing? Is that what drew you to being like a specialist in wheel build? Or It's how- interesting you said that. Yeah, like – it was really crazy when I first started building wheels. I literally, it was like, yeah, it was like, this is like a meditation. Like, and, and it's such a trip because it still is. I mean, um, I love building wheels. I haven't been able to build as many as I want to recently. Um, no, out of my, like, I, you know, I, and I, that's another thing too, is like, I, I trained a lot of good people and, um, you know, I, I love uh, the fact that they're able to, you know, do it themselves and i definitely want to you know i definitely need to find time for me to to because that's like my passion is building wheels um and i mean it's but it's also cool to you know pass that on to other people um but definitely dude i definitely think that had an aspect of, of why i got so like into it i also was just like it also was just like a very niche thing that like not a lot of mountain bike shops do like i mean every mountain bike shop can true a wheel i mean that should be pretty standard all the way through but like there's not very many people that are just like building wheels like you know hand built hand tensioned wheels um and i think like that's just it's a part of the mountain bike industry that's so underlooked and like the most important part of your bike is your wheels Mm -hmm. and every uh, people immediately jump into like dialing suspension and and drivetrain when like you really the first things you want to dial are are all your contact points like you know your bars your saddle your wheels on the ground your your uh your rubber i mean like those are like you know those should be the most important for me like that's my the most important part it's like first i get my wheels dialed then my saddle then my bars then my grips then i start looking at suspension drivetrains absolutely last for me it's like you know, it's everything like SLX to GX, like to XX1 to XTR. It's all just so good. Like the shifting perform. Like I really don't notice much of a shifting performance between GX and XX1. I really don't. It's it's just more of a weight thing. You know, like you, you go from like a, a a pinned cassette to to you know a machined cassette. So um, for me, it's like you know. I, I just feel like, you know, all of these wheels now that are on bikes, like as like a, you know, mostly 99% of any big companies uh, builds are coming stock with a, with a, with a machine built wheel. Like it was, it was laced by a machine. It was trued by a machine. Um, they're straight pulls. They, they come out of true fast. There's no warranties on them. They're pretty much made to be replaced. Um, so, you know, that was like the idea. It's like, let's change that. I mean, the goal for us to, for me is for us to, for SpokeX's custom wheel set to be on like a stock build. Like, you know, you order this kit from whatever company and, and it, our wheel sets across the board on it. Um, 
like that that i think that's the goal like changing things up a little bit um i mean that would be you know that's like way down the road but that's kind of where we want to go to because um you know that is like the most important part of your bike for sure yeah that was funny you and i were talking about that the contact points and um how that's going to be your main experience. I mean, those are the things that are touching the ground. You know, if you think about a sports car, you wouldn't roll a Porsche off into the, into the mountains with some kind of like gooey feely, like, you know, you'd want them to be stiff and responsive and you want to feel the road. You want to feel the trail. Exactly. And, and, and I love that. Um, MTB Rad Dad is on tonight. What's up, Adam? Good to see you. Reaching out all the way out to the Palm Springs area with MTB Rad Dad. If you guys get a chance, check out his YouTube channel. He's got a ton of great information on there. Uh, EMTB A-Roz says, absolutely agree. Adam from MTB Rad Dad says, people seriously underestimate what a nice wheel set can do to a bike. Yeah, totally backing up the point. I mean, it literally changes like the comp like every feeling of like, your. Yeah, I mean, your, but when you get, it's almost like getting new suspension. It's like, you know, every part of your ride feels completely different. Like, you know, especially when you go from like an alloy to like a nice carbon set mm -hmm. and even past like just the rim, like, I mean, the hub is like so important. Um, I mean, you know, I, I can't tell you how many times I, you know, hear from people after they buy a wheel set, they're like, there was a section I was like stuck on blah, blah, blah. And like, I was able to ratchet over it. And like, you know, especially when you're getting into a sport that's like thing it's like split second decisions change the outcome of, of you know your next move it's like being able to you know when you're when you think what you're going to do next and you transfer that down to your feet to make that move you want it to happen you don't want this delay and like that's what upgrading a hub really does um so i think that's also super important but yeah like going from alloy to carbon it's like you know, it's like you're you're plowing through rock gardens. You just feel more comfortable. Like you're when you're hitting a berm, it's like you you know you feel like you're supported all the way through it, rather than like you know slapping a berm or something, and you feel like your wheel is gonna fold in half because like right. I mean, it def definitely can happen. Yeah, yeah, we've seen that a pink bike fails where people's bikes are folding in half. Uh, that's <laughs> definitely not a good thing. That's definitely not a good thing. So on this part of the of the podcast. We're going to head over to, so, so for Trail Talk, unless there's anything else on, on trails you want to add to it, I want to head over. I thought the Empty Brad Dad was a great way to segue over to some YouTube. So one of the things that I enjoy asking my guests is, what does Hunter watch on YouTube? Who, who are some of the YouTubers you'd like to, to shout out or say that you enjoy watching their content? So I definitely shout out to mtb flow for sure i love that guy dude arturo is a ripper <laughs> yeah i like i like arturo a lot um miltonator shout out to that dude because he's actually i'm uh i've heard rumors and forgive me because like my guys are like doing their thing too and they come and ask me and so this is the rumor i heard is that he's going to be a spoke x ambassador um and that'd then, be sick that's a good person to have so i got to meet him the other day he seems super rad um shout out to troyden love that dude and shout out to carlos love that guy he freaking yeah. he was like the first person to, i don't know if you saw his video but he freaking bought he was my first like customer dude when i started my company i was in a garage 
Wow. Wow. And what's the name of his YouTube channel? It's Calvary Chronicles. Oh, think, he's on. He's yeah, on tonight. Yeah, yeah. I was supposed to go change his bearing tonight, but we're doing this instead. <laughs> well, he says here, 690 POE, save me at Spaceballs. That trail, Spaceballs, is really sketchy, rocky, crazy descent trail. Uh, but he says that 690 POE saved him at Spaceballs. So awesome, 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 awesome. Um, yeah, a lot of those writers are, are, are great. The ones that you named off, the Miltonator, uh, absolutely, MTB Flow, uh, Calvera Chronicles. I always see him and my buddy Joey Yates there when they're on rides, and they write some pretty gnarly stuff. Uh, and nice. who, was, who was the other person that you that you had mentioned? Troyden. Troyden. Is that the name of his YouTube channel? Uh, Insta. Well, he's Instagram more. Okay, Troyden. He, he does. Uh, he does reviews for Worldwide. Got it. Is he a local guy or a SoCal guy? Or? Yeah, he's SoCal. He's like up near Newberry Park. So we're oh. actually, so actually, that's a, and that we're, that's, so shout out to him because we're, so we're linking up with him on her, on our next uh, giveaway. So that's starting March 1st. So if you want a free wheel set, jump in on that. Yeah. What do they got to do for that? I mean, that's around the corner. Yeah, so we'll so on Monday, uh, SpokeX will get will will shoot out a post on Instagram, and Troyden will shoot out a post on his Instagram, and his Instagram's just Troyden. Um, I think it's like the only, it's just T O T R O Y D O N. Okay, and it's, it's the same. It's been the same thing as it's always been. It's just like like you know, follow this, follow that, um, okay. tag that friend is- or whatever. Same thing. Gotcha. Like the trail dogs have, and like all of us, we we have that so we can build the the awareness around the the product and the people. That's cool. That's still yeah. Cool and, the, the, that. and the idea is to get as many people, obviously, like in it as possible to give people a fair chance. Yeah. So that's going to be something. So we decided about two and a half months ago that we were going to do this for the next year, and then wow. And then reevaluate where we're at. And like, you know, I, I don't see it going away though. Um, I mean, we have the business, we have the capability and like, I mean, what, you know, it's, it, it, when I was, when we were talking about it and it, and it was brought up, it was like, why not? Like, why, what, like, why wouldn't we like, right. So there was literally zero like reasons when it was being brought up that, um, we're we're against it so i'm all about it i think it's awesome so for at least the next year there's going to be a giveaway every single month so at least that gives everyone the opportunity you know to to win a set and these sets of wheels are are fantastic they aren't they aren't the factory like i just got them in the mail and we're shipping off to you i mean are these these are are you customizing these sets uh, or so there is limitations on it's not just like Oh yeah, here's a you know pick your carbon hoop and your hydras. Yeah, it's not like sure, you know, sure. <laughs> it's, it's it's not a it's not a fifteen hundred dollar wheel set by any means. So it it comes with um it comes with our like the hub that we've rebranded. So um which is it's like a hundred and eight point engagement. It's got like a double pawl system, a double ring drive system. Um, so it, they're pretty bomb proof hubs. Uh, you get to pick like whatever, you know, 27.5 or 29 alloy rim we have in stock. Like usually it's going to be a flow EX3 because that's what we have the most of for alloy. Okay. Um, and then uh, you get to do uh, any color nipples. 
I think you can get, you could do two accent spokes and then you get to choose like the hub color. So it's like e- either orange, lime, red, blue, or black. So you get like five color choices, accent spokes, colored nipples. So, it, and it is custom built. Like it's not like we have it hanging on the wall. Like after you win the, the um, giveaway, like we hit you up, we talk with you and then we get your set and then we build it for you. So yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not like just like factory set hanging on the wall. It's a custom, custom set. Yeah, for sure. That, that is awesome. Yep. That is good stuff. I will be putting my name in the hat for one of those myself. <laughs> and then if you win it, everyone's going to know. Like we Dude, this is fixed. Come on, Mark. <laughs> oh man. So on this part of the podcast, we went through YouTubers. I have a, usually I have a spot we call a product spotlight. And I know that we talked about a lot of product, but is there one, just like one product or upgrade that you did to your bike? Like, is there one, or you could even be a sponsor to SpokeX. Like what's one that you would want to highlight? It could be anything. I'm like super stoked. You're like an air. Aaron got me stoked on it too. I just ordered my push shock. Uh, so like, I, I can't like, I haven't ridden it yet. So I'm like, can't speak on it, but I'm super stoked on that. Um, but besides that, um, the, let's see. I mean, yeah, I don't want to like put out the wheels cause I, that's all we've been talking about. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think, I think my, I think one of my favorite products, um, man, there's like, there's two that keep popping back and forth between, um, I'm gonna have to go with the 2021, the Zeb ultimate. Um, I I was, I'm bouncing back and forth between access and, and the Zeb. I think they've both like done just like, and everyone's always asked, like, is access worth the upgrade money and blah, blah, blah. And, like, all I have to say is, like, just ride it and, like, yeah. then decide. Um, but the Zeb, like, just, like, completely, um, yeah, I was, like, i am always been, like, a Fox person. Um, but when I rode the Zeb for the first time, like, I was just blown away with, like, the small bump sensitivity that comes on that fork. Like, and, and RockShox just killed it with their new RC2 damper. Um, I, I, I mean that fork like exceeded my expectations, like all the way through. Um, and I'm trying to keep those things in stock. Um, I really, like, I've been meaning to, to get, to get one for, um, for my decoy, but, um, yeah, man, I think that would be out of all the products I've tried this year. I mean, there's so many good ones that came out this year. I mean, from, um, the new 2021, like SRAM drivetrains, to the Fox, to the Fox lineup, to the Rock Shocks lineup, um, Push completely redid their shock this year. There's so many good options out there, but the Zeb definitely, I think, took the cake this year for sure. That is great. Yeah, here we go. Trail Dogs MDB says Push is the best, and uh, shout out to to Zeb, the product. That's uh, cool. You heard it from Hunter, and as you know, he's got a a wide knowledge of of bike parts especially now being a shop owner with everything that he sees in, in order. So check out the Zeb um, and tell him Hunter sent you. <laughs> <Check out. laughs> so 
Let's move into, uh, you know, one of the last things that I like to do, Hunter, is is I, I like to ask my guests some some silly questions. And it's always fun just to watch how everyone everyone answers these. Um, but before you head in there, let's see, Trail Dog says, Aaron says, loving the Zeb. And then Adam from MTV Rad Dad says, once my hardtail is sold, I'm pretty sure AXS is getting ordered. LOL. Axis is great. There you go. There you go. So, Hunter, are you ready for the finale of the podcast where we move into some funny questions? And if you heard any of the podcasts, <laughs> you may already know um, what, what I'm talking about here. But let's go ahead and pull these questions up. And we're only going to do – we'll just do the, the top five here. So the first question is – and let me know if you can see the screen. Can you see those questions there? I'm on my phone. Oh, that's right. I'll read them off to you. Okay. Hunter, question one. Is cereal a soup and why or why not? <laughs> God, that's a good one. I would say yes, for sure. Because I mean, it's still like, I guess I would, my classification for soup would be like something you're eating with a spoon. Okay. Something, something that's majority liquid. And like may or may not have like chunk. Like it could either be pureed or not, but technically it's a soup. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, dang! Look at that, man. Loved it. Even brought the whole why or why not. Question number two for Hunter. <laughs> and this one, with this question, we never want to hurt anyone's feelings. So this is all in good fun. But what is the sexiest and least sexiest name? <laughs> I would. I would say it's either like. Gertrude or like Matilda that would <laughs> I'm probably wouldn't I probably wouldn't go out with you for the sexiest or oh least sexiest least no. sexiest okay sexiest <laughs> name uh I don't know why I was actually literally talking to my friend about this like um uh Krista's like Christa's. I don't know every single Krista like I've met has been pretty good looking so that's but there's, there's actually I'm gonna go with that with Krista, that's a good one. It's actually um, a new, there's like a new channel out and there are two local girls here. They're called MTV Newbies. They're here in the Temecula Murrieta area. I don't know if you guys, anyone's come across them on Instagram or, or YouTube, mm, but they're brand new. And they, and they ride, they ride gear, but they're, they're called, M, I think they're called MTV Newbies with Boobies is their, is their name. And one of the girls' names is Krista. So there you go. There you go, Hunter. <laughs> question four what is invisible but you wish people could see wait like an act like wait actually yeah like any anything that's invisible but you wish people could see what is invisible like the wind okay uh, uh yeah. <laughs> you think it's superpower invisible? <laughs> I'm like, what? Um, yeah, sound would be super cool to see. Oh, sick. That's a good one. Sound, sound. That's a good one. All right. Question five. Man, you're killing these. We may have to add just one more. Question five. What's the weirdest smell you've ever smelled? Um, like, uh, so what's it called? It's, uh, when it's like rotting fat, um, I can't remember. They, they came up with a new name for it. It's like another sense. 
You know what I'm oh. talking about? Um, no, like a decomposing something? It's, it's kind of like decomposing, yeah. But it's like rotten, like it's literally rotten fat. Ooh. It's so gnarly. And um, you've, you've smelled this? Has anybody uh, else smelled this? It's like, it's like if you leave oil out for way too long. Oh. Jeez. Yeah. For that right now. <laughs> you're going to Google it. Is, is, this, is this a new category of smell is what, it, what you're saying? Yeah, that's what I was reading about. Oh, dang. Hunter bringing the knowledge. While you're doing that, um, in the just chat, go for it. just keep keep asking. Yeah, no, no. In the chat here, uh, Calavera Chronicles, oh, MTB Rad Dad says yes. I've seen their channel. They're talking about the um, MTB newbies with boobies. Um, I think one of them got hurt. That's that's true. There's Aaron and there's Krista, and um, Aaron, I believe, is the one that was recently injured going OTB on Overdrive. MTB Arod says, yeah, I broke her wrist. I think felt so bad for her. Um, Adam's backing you up. Says I know the smell. MTB Rad Dad, I know the smell. Did you did you find it? Dude, I can't find it. Vegas Mike says I agree with you with the sound, specifically music. I would love to be able to see music. And then Adam MTB Rad Dad says I worked at a meat department. That's how he was able to smell that same smell you're talking about. Got it. Yeah, I used to work in. I used to cook actually in the kitchen. He says it's the smell like the grease trap at a fast food place. Vegas like pretty, like pretty much, like, but like if it sat out like too long. Ooh, ooh. All right, hit me with another one though. Okay, we're gonna go to the final question, which is question six: Is a hot dog a sandwich, and why or why not? Uh, I mean, I'm not from Chicago, so I'm going to say yeah, because like if I was from Chicago, like my mom, like she would probably argue like because of hot dogs, like this like cultural thing. But like, yes, it's a sandwich because it's between two pieces of bread, like plain and simple. There you go. Hot dog is a sandwich by Hunter at Spoke Eggs. <laughs> oh, man. Hunter, dude, it was it was awesome having you on the podcast tonight. Um, yeah, thank it was you fun, dude. For, for sharing your story, uh, being vulnerable about what you've overcome, and also being open and just being you. We are so happy to have you in this community um, of, of MTB years, MT mountain bikers. Love having you here locally too. It's great to be able to jump in the car and just go over to you and be like, dude. How many dents in my in my rim? Do I need help here? Or what's going on? <laughs> um, but for the folks who maybe don't live in the area, but they want a good quality product from SpokeX, can you let let us all know whether we're locally or far away? How do we how do we keep in touch with with SpokeX? I mean, I blast my like my cell phone's probably got tossed around. I mean, it's on my business card. It's on the website. It's like right now. It's like it's pretty easy to get a hold of me. Probably going to change that up because I'm getting a little bit, you know, I'm trying to separate like my personal life and like my business life because they're like so like entangled, mm -hmm. which I feel like is only healthy to like an extent. Like at a certain point, it's like, like, hey, I need to go to bed now. Like, yeah. So I definitely think that's going to start changing. Like, but I think I'll always have like a cell phone on me that's like for business and people can always text me 
Um, email is also a great way to get a hold of me. Um, you know, there's it's pretty easy to stay in touch with me. I'm like not great at responding to people all the time. I get so many text messages. Um, so I do my best, but I always do get back to people and. I mean, yeah, I mean, like literally in my website, like look at the very top, like that's my cell phone. Oh, no kidding. Straight Holy up. cow. Is it, <laughs> so I won't, I won't, I won't put this out on the podcast cause it, it lives there forever, but you know, people can, they can text you there, but is it better and would it be more effective if people emailed you um, instead or, or followed you on Facebook, Twitter, I think, Instagram? I, th- I think like Instagram and like, I honestly think like, like email is probably the best way if you're like putting an order in because that way it's like there and it's not, it's not going to get lost. Um, but like that phone, like this, that's my cell phone, but that phone is actually going to get converted to a business phone and I'm actually going to do a new line. So that's fine. You can put that out. Like if people text that number, like I'll respond, you know, um, eventually like I'm, I'm going to just change it to the shop. Like you can also call the shop number too. Like okay. if you if you go into Google or whatever and just type in Spokex Bico, like the shop number pops up. Someone always will answer. But um, like if you're trying to get a hold of me though, like you should definitely hit me up because uh, like I'm I'm all about it. Like if it's during business hours, like I love to just chop it up with people about bikes and wheels and stuff like that. So I'm I mean it's not too big of a deal. I love your passion around that. That's awesome. And and where can people find you on what's your handle on Instagram? Uh, so it's Spokex underscore believe it or not someone has an instagram profile that's spoke x ah, and, and it and it's like a small child that's name is hunter oh so, no i'm sorry i said bastard i'm taking it back <laughs> take it all back no no, no <laughs> bastard but like he has the same he has the same name as me like how that, is that that is cr- a hunter that has a spoke x handle so if you want to get if you want to get the adult hunter for wheels it's it's spokex underscore on instagram and uh, your website is just regular spokex.com correct facebook and then facebook's just fb.com slash spokex llc um and if you just go to google and type in spokex like we pop up on google and there's a phone number to call there all like where we're at all that stuff it's pretty easy to find us that's awesome in in your products are great and how far out are you shipping in case we have audience members um further further out all us or i mean global but um and our prices global are actually super competitive compared to most places um we can pretty much ship a wheel set anywhere in the world for about 130 bucks um like domestic shipping anywhere in the united states is like right around 30 bucks which is pretty pretty solid for a wheel set because it's a big box um wow uh, Wow. but so how far out are we we are like it's really just you know it's it it varies based on like what you know color hub and what we have available we try to keep everything popular stocked um like say you go with something that's in stock like right now we're about 70 10 business days damn that's pretty good. Some places you can't even get a bike tune-up that that quick because <laughs> the lines no, are mo- so long. Dude, most bike tune-ups <laughs> right now are like three weeks. It's crazy. It's crazy. So your seven to ten day turnaround is amazing. If you're out there in the market for wheels, hubs, 
anything like that, give SpokeX a look. Hunter does a great job. He supports a lot of cool people, as you heard from this podcast. And you're supporting the owner, which is Hunter here, with his incredible story of resiliency and uh, paving a great path to the future for him and a lot of other people. So, man... Thank you, Hunter. Great talking to you, buddy. I really appreciate being on the show. Thank you, everybody, for being on. And hey, look at this. MTB Rad Dad just gave you a follow uh, on the Instagram. Already just followed SpokeX. Thanks, bro. Appreciate that. <laughs> anything, anything in closing you want to say to everybody before we head out? No, man. I think, yeah, I think we've covered most of it. I know I, I just appreciate, you know, you having me here. This is actually a lot of fun, so... I loved, I loved having you, man. Thank you so much for being on, on the segment and uh, rooting for you, brother. You're doing so many good things. And, you Thanks, know, as soon as, soon as I, as soon as my wheel acts a little funny, you know where I'm going, heading over to SpokeX. That's right. <laughs> That's All right, right guys. You guys have a great night. Thank you again for being on. And uh, we'll see you on the next episode. All right, guys. Bye. See you guys. Yoo-hoo. All right, senders, thank you for tuning in to episode 22 with Hunter. I really, really appreciate your guys' support. If you get a chance and you like this episode, please share it with somebody. If you are on Apple iTunes, I would really, really, really appreciate uh, a review. Three stars, five stars, four or five stars, whatever you guys uh, would like to put in there. Five stars obviously would help rise this podcast and elevate it to a point where we can get more ears on it. So thank you guys so much for your support. Thank you again to the sponsors of the show, 7IDP, the Bole brands, which include Bole, Serengeti, Inspire Optic, and finally Tasco. Thank you guys so much. I got the kiddo here stomping up and down. Hope you can hear him say, have an amazing day. Have an amazing day. I'll see you guys on the next episode. Yoo!